What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Action Ignited podcast, the podcast to ignite your action and help you reach your goals and far more than just health and wellness. Today, we're diving into the mental marathon, our journey with running, walking, the journey of my first 10K, Jason's wellness to a day journey. And we'll dive into some of the benefits when it comes to running and walking, what we found really help us and the people that we serve. As always, we're your co-hosts, Jason Hogarth and Ism Hadahat. We're excited to have this conversation. Let's see where it takes us. My man, what is up? What is up? I'm ready to uh, run with this topic. Same. Didn't. The more everyone gets to know me, the more they realize I have really bad jokes. Very, the dad very jokes? bad dad jokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the dad jokes, they just it's just what we do. I feel like as time goes by, the dad jokes just grow and it's I don't know, it's just us. They evolve, they elevate. Yeah, they get they, better. As we get the new balances, the uh half high socks, the, the solid white pair, the solid black pair, it just depends on what the activity is. You know, are we gonna mow the lawn? Like what's going on? So yeah, oh, I like that. The jean shorts too. The jean yeah. shorts always. Springtime's slowly approaching enough, but you, you have some warm weather, so you're lucky over there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, man. Let's let's get into the uh, the walking and the running. So, do you want to start with what kind of inspired this topic today? For sure. Overall, I I have a milestone I'll I'll be pursuing, and I'm gonna go over that just in a few. I did want to really start where we've really felt the benefits of run and walk besides prescribing it and recommending it to other people. You may have heard this, but I think Jason and I flow with these conversations because one, we're, we're friends. <laughs> so it's easy to have good conversation there, but two, you know, we're friends from a distance. Uh, Jason moved to Florida. As you guys know, I, I moved to Boston. And even before that I was in Jersey, he was in Florida and a little bit of PA. So one of our best ways that we connected was, hey, I'm on break. What are you up to? And then we would hop on a phone call. And then usually it was us doing like a power walk from the phone and we would just catch up. And there was there was so much high in the moment, meaning like, yes, we were feeling good during our walks. It allowed us to go for longer walks. And then we'd connect. We would mastermind. We would be able to in the moment, hey, this is what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. Like, can you can you essentially listen to it and we had a safe space there so we immediately found that there is a you're running you're walking it can be a safe space obviously there's a lot of mental or excuse me first a lot of physical benefits to it but we found a lot of mental health benefits and that's where we want to kind of start with there a lot of times people feel that hey running and walking feels overwhelming but we found that if you could do it with people around you that you enjoy, and even if it's not just going for a run and just going for a walk, you can really get some added benefits from it. It could be a safe space and it could be a fun place to have conversation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we used to use those, those breaks, those walks all the time to brainstorm different stuff. I think it's a great space to get your mind flowing too, because you're moving, your energy's moving. I find that I'm just more creative when I'm doing that. It's like a walk, a run, or in the shower. And like, I'm only going to call you when I'm walking out of those three, unless you want to hear me like heavily breathing on a run. <laughs> but um, so yeah, that's just like the, I found one of our, our better things. Cause even if I wasn't outside, like say you just hit me up randomly and you were on a walk and we were talking or whatever, I would end up be like walking in circles in my office or something like that. So it's just like way to get your blood flowing, refocus for the day. Cause then even when I, 
I got back to it. It's like, I'm refocused. I have new energy kind of helps kick that like mid afternoon lull as well. Uh, we used to do it all the time when we were at the job that I took when I first came down here, like me and my teammates that I had, like we would just go on random walks normally after lunch because it would be like, you know, your lunch is settling in, you're getting a little tired. So like just something to reboost for the day as well. So like physically and mentally it can have just the walking, not, not going into the running yet, but just the walking can have a lot of, a lot of good benefits there. I like that you brought up the work example because you know, for us, it was easy, like, hey, I'm on I'm on lunch break. Can you hop on a call? But I think that's important for a lot of people are, are back into this more hybrid space, or I know some individuals are fully in person or whatever the case is. So like, even if you are kind of fully remote, finding time to get steps in and just walking, but if you're in person, and you have the opportunity to go around with a coworker, like that would be a great opportunity to, you know, help grow the culture around where you're at. So that's definitely the benefits and, and things that we found there. Now, as far as the running stuff, I guess I'll I'll kind of kick that thing off. And, you know, for myself, I ventured into a 5K and kind of what it's how that started was I consistently built up my distance and I found that my sweet spot was three miles. And the reason why I began to enjoy it was it wasn't that quick of a run and it wasn't too long of a run where I felt like I had a lot of resistance there. And I did the same distance over time for pretty much a full summer. And then it allowed me to consistently pursue better numbers as I ran. I tried to get better pacing, better times overall. And I really en ended up enjoying doing that process. So when that started and I kept doing that, I've wanted a little bit of competition and it's easy for me to run where, where I run. It's a reservoir by water. And, you know, you see people running around but you don't really know these people. You don't know what their goals are. And it's easy to like try to outpace anybody. So that was something that I knew that, okay, I need to find some type of event. So originally I had a, I overheard a conversation of my family saying they're going to run in a 5k. I said, Hey, I'll do it. And when I signed up for it, you get my bib number and everything like that. And I thought it was just a fundraiser where there'd be like a hundred runners. And it turned out to be 1500 plus runners there. And it was just a great overall experience because I was able to get out of my comfort zone. And that's the big thing I wanted to emphasize when at least it came to the running part of it. I've found that when I began to run, I could just focus in on one step at a time. And either, even if you're running with other people at the same time, you can look around you, but it's easier to just know that, okay, I'll try to keep up some pace with those around me, but you don't have to compare yourself to other people because you don't know what type of pace they're running and that you don't know what type of experience they have. And that goes hand in hand with the comparison theory that we've brought up in the past. So if you just focus in on yourself and the moment, you're able to kind of see the finish line and keep going. So I had a great, ex ex well, I was going to say example, I had a great experience with the 5k and I finished the top 20%. It was really great. I went to sign up for another one and I thought there was a sign to do more because when I went to sign up for this, there was a 5k uh, showing up, but there was also a 10k option. And I took like four days pondering over, Hey, what am I going to do? And I ended up signing up for a 10k. So I started training this past week and I have 10 weeks to prep for that run. So we'll keep you guys posted as far as how that goes, but I'm really excited to see how the, the longer distance goes and how I can mentally stay sharp and how I could physically prepare for it. Have you started your your program to start ramping up the distance beyond that three miles yet? Oh, yes. So just to give like a brief overview, 
Um, there's three days of running and I only strength train two days, which is similar to what I've been doing before that. So it organically helped. I used to do like three to four days of strength training. I had to go down now with that so I can get more endurance work in. So at least week one, I had a two mile run at an easy pace on Monday and Wednesday. And then I had a lift on Tuesday and Thursday. I had yoga uh, today, which is Friday. And then on Saturday, tomorrow, I have to run two and a half miles. So then each week from here, the distance goes up to get me to the um, six miles, right? Yeah, six six plus miles. Something there. like that, yeah. Yeah, so um, each week there's a gradual increase, whether it's a, a half a mile or a full mile. And then on Wednesdays, they're going to turn into more of like a sprint day. So it gives me a uh, different variety there. Uh, so that's just a brief overview of training there. Maybe we do an episode of an example of the full training, uh, but we didn't really want to dive. We didn't really want to drive into or dive into just the running program here. Yep. Yep. So let us know if that is something that uh, you'd be interested in. Well, we could put that together. Um, also, si- sure. a side question before we keep pushing forward. Where's the, the 10K at? Gotcha. It's, uh, I want to say North Andover, I think. It's Massachusetts. So it's like okay, a little over an hour from where I where I am. It was funny because when I first looked at different running, everything was, I originally ran in New Hampshire. Everything was New Hampshire. Like I want something close to Boston, but like not correlated with the marathon because I'm, I'm not doing that. You're not going to work up to there? You don't think you go past the 10K? We don't know yet. Maybe a half marathon okay. down the line, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. Gonna be, right. I'm trying to be present in the moment. You know, I did want to, one of our, our points today was, I call it Jason's wellness to a day uh, journey. And he's going to dive into that in a second. I think it's pretty unique because I think one it's it's a sustainable model, a sustainable thing that he's doing. And I, I would really love for the listeners to hear this because maybe it's something you implement and it'll I believe it'll help you guys feel that, hey, you don't need all this pressure to just go run and run every day. So he'll dive into that um, right now when he's ready. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build the suspense. Yeah, so basically I've been working out twice a day, um, but working out in specific sense. So some days that consists of one run, one walk, some days that consists of a walk and a lift. And some days it consists of like two walks or yoga and a walk. So it's more of a active rest day, but sometimes Nala comes with me on the walk. Sometimes she doesn't. Depends. Depends how she's doing. She's honestly for an Australian shepherd, man. She's pretty lazy. Oh, I thought you were going to say she is crazy. No, she is crazy at times, (laughs) but like there's some times where she's just like, nah, I'm good. Um, (laughs) She's a couch potato, but yeah, so it kind of just depends on what's going on, but I live four days a week. And then like that day is always paired with a walk. It's low impact on my legs. So regardless of what lift I'm doing, whether it's upper body, lower body or a full body split could still do it. And there's no like major, you know, soreness to where I can't go through with it, or I'm not putting too much stress on my body by lifting and running on the same day. Um, so I've just adopted that to where I like that as my kind of split. Same with the days that I run and walk. I like to walk one because it's just, it's not necessarily like a heavy workout, but it gets me moving for the day to get started. You know, you're still going to burn calories. You're still going to burn fat as much as you would doing an intense lift. No, but that's not really the point. It also gives me time just to kind of clear my head and think. Sometimes I'll decide not to take the headphones. Normally, if I have Nala with me, I don't take headphones. If I have Nala or if I don't have Nala, 
I do take headphones and I'll listen to a podcast. I'll talk to someone, but it's just like chance for me to clear my head, enjoy being outside. And it's funny that where this all started, because, you know, I've, I ran cross country like way back in like seventh grade. I've I actually hated, didn't know that. Yeah. I've always nice. hated long distance running. Mm-hmm. It's same to me, the like most unenjoyable exercise, like in a nutshell, like not taking in, clearing your head, doing anything like that. So the reason I started when I first started getting back into like my fitness journey is we ran the 5k uh, down in Miami and you helped us train for it. The reason I wanted to do it is because if I could do that, if I can convince myself to do the one type of exercise I hate the most, everything else is just going to come 10 times easier for me. Because if I could do what I hate, why can't I do what I actually enjoy and what I like doing? So it was more of like a mental test for me to like push myself to do something I don't enjoy. In a weird way, it's evolved into something that I now look forward to because I either walk or run on my lunch every day. So it just depends on what the day is and if I'm lifting or not. But I do one or the other every day. So in a weird way, it conditioned me to to like it. So love, hate thing. I just love that approach overall. There's so many people I talk to like, hey, like, oh, you're running now. Like, I want to run. And I'm like, you don't really have to do it because I want like I'm doing it. Like you could try it and see where it goes. But I like that you found your your I'll call it like the entry point. The the start line for you was like, hey, I'm going to go do this event. It was for the Dolphins. It was great. Like you may whoever's listening, you may find some even if it's not a 5K, you'll find something that can just kind of get you started there. And you may enjoy it after all. And if you don't, maybe it turns into just a walk. You don't have to call yourself a runner if, if you're not, you really don't want to. Um, but we found that there's some benefits to it when we get started with it. I did also, I took a note of, like you said, that walk isn't a, a heavy workout. And I like that because a lot of times where you hear us or you hear fitness professionals say, hey, get daily movement, please never think that you have to physically lift weights every single day you really don't have to do that we just want to move the body daily through some type of movement so you can get you know your blood flow there too Um, and then i also like that you said like you convince yourself that um like you kind of enjoy this just by stacking it over time so that was that was really cool man that was really cool so as we wrap up here we'll dive a little bit more into the benefits of the running the walking and pretty much everything we've talked about spoke about today i guess the best way to start is the mental health aspect to it do you want to add some of your feedback there man things that you've seen and felt as far as the mental health benefits of the run and walk yeah the mental health side i mean i think a big part of it is what we talked about um earlier just around like being able to clear your head kind of creatively think um and as i said before too like and this is maybe more specific to me but maybe it'll work for other people that don't like running as well um or never liked it to this point and maybe they'll find that love for it doing the hardest thing first i feel like also gives us a great sense of like fulfillment and accomplishment as well so like for me choosing the hardest thing for me which was running as opposed to other forms of exercise just because of my own likes and dislikes was very fulfilling which helped me build and keep some momentum going forward as well just to kind of stack those wins of like i'm doing something i don't like it's good for me at the end of the day um so i think those were those three are probably the main things for me uh around like the creativity it's calming um, especially if you're able to get out somewhere outside and run not just on a treadmill 
um, that was really what works best for me. And then the doing the hard things. Nice. I pretty much agree with everything you said. I, I really emphasize the part of, I, I like that you brought up the creativity. I know that how we brought up at the beginning, a lot of our early conversations were kind of masterminds and they were our time to, you know, share how we feel and things that we were thinking at the, at the time it opened up more space for us to create more. And, you know, months later, a couple of years later, I should say, we start doing things like this and then we're, you know, growing together and growing individually. So it's really cool to see. Um, so I, I definitely feel the same way with a lot of the mental health benefits there tying into the physical aspect to it. I always tell everybody, and you and I have spoke about it, you'll, when it comes to physical workout and this in particular, you'll never regret the after. I feel like there's always such a high because of the endorphin release and the hormone release after the physical activity. So physically, it's the after. Sometimes that's like the first piece of motivation or the first piece of begin building discipline is knowing that, hey, after this, I'm going to feel great. I'll feel mentally clear. Physically, I'll have the blood flow through my my entire body. I'll feel good to go. You know, you can help your lower back health walking more uphill. If we're going more specific, that'll work your calves and your hamstrings, your entire backside. So that'll help lower back health overall. And walking in particular is low impact. It's free. It doesn't really cost much to do. And then when it comes to the running aspect to it, if that is something you do choose to do, you know, whether you do it in a group, do it individual. You could build more heart rates training there. You can train in different heart rate zones. So there's a lot more specifics there, but either or a lot of benefits there when it comes to the physical aspect to it. 100%. One thing that I forgot to mention earlier, because we talked a little bit about like if you're in an office, what you can do, or if you're in a hybrid environment, if you are remote and you're stuck inside all day, say it's bad weather in your area or it's very cold, um, look into the under, under desk treadmills. They're cheaper than your standard treadmill. Um, so you can find some good ones out there. I don't have a specific recommendation cause I don't use one myself just because I typically try to get outside and I don't have to worry about frostbite and things like that down here, but would definitely recommend that. And that would be my go-to if it were colder weather. So just something for the, the remote workers out there now, cause I know there's a lot of them. You know, that's a great share. And I I'll piggyback off that. Definitely just look on Amazon. I have a, a yeah. list of clients who have began doing the same thing and they found him on Amazon. And I don't think all of them have the same one. And unfortunately, I don't know the name off the top of my head either. Um, but you'll be able to find it on Amazon. I mean, Amazon has everything. Everything, everything. And then Perfect. I guess the last thing with like physical activity, uh, I wanted to make sure I didn't forget this part is the heart rate benefits. I talked a little bit about like training and heart rate zones, but You'll notice over time with the run and the walk, things that you may feel and notice is your resting heart rate lowering over time. You definitely want that to happen. You don't want to be in a heightened heart rate zone all throughout the day. It'll help with stress management. And then there's something called heart rate variability. I'm trying to find the best and easiest way to explain that. And then just let me know if you have any thoughts on that one after. Um, but it's essentially a combination of like your resting heart rate, your heart rate during the day, your stress and strain, and the higher the number, the better essentially. And there's like a specific equation for it. But I bring that up because a lot of fitness trackers will track that for you. And over time, you'll see that raise and get higher. And it just pretty much means you reach uh, optimal health a little quicker with recovery and just um, general health there. Yeah. Love all that. Yeah. That's the number one thing I, I'm looking at on the whoop aside from like my 
dumbed down layman's version of the score where it just says you're 89% recovered, yeah. it's the HRV. And that's typically the first thing that it calls out in the morning is your HRV is slightly higher today, meaning that I recovered better or it's lower and that might be a low recovery day. As we wrap up today's episode, we hope that you are walking away with some actual insights and renewed motivation to walk and run. Uh, thank you for tuning in and being a part of this journey. Remember, every step you take forward is a step towards achieving your goals. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this with a friend if it inspired you to walk, run, or maybe even just consider it. Until next time, keep pushing forward, embrace the challenges, and as always, stay ignited.